You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Parenting plans actually stay in place and they work for the benefit of both the mum and the dad and the children, but a lot of them, yeah, they're discarded, unfortunately, and they fall into situations of parental alienation. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. All right, well, it is Momentum, and uh, welcome to the show wherever you are around Australia. Really, really great to have you tuning in. Really appreciate that. And, you know, we exist to help you do life a bit better. And you can uh, get some great tools and resources online at our website, MomentumAustralia.org. That's MomentumAustralia.org. And, of course, I am not doing this solo. My good friend and awesome co-host, Des Kennedy, is with us once again this week. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. I love being talked up. You can do that anytime you want. <laughs> Just keep the money it's, coming, it's, man. It's, it's great good. to do the show, as you know, man. We we have also a new support line, which is amazing, and that's the Momentum Care Line, one 800 man That's 636. The service is provided by our friends at Caroline Connections. You can reach out and get help seven days a week, 9 a.m. to 11 p.m., one 800 000 Man, that's 636. You know, last week we had an amazing discussion uh, with Rob Hoyle from Parents Beyond Breakup, who are a support group for mainly men, I guess, from our point of view, but also for women who are going through relationship breakdown and separation. And we, we all know of somebody who's gone through the trauma, the pain, the anxiety, the depression, whatever it is around separation and how it um, how it eventuates and and you know whenever I went through it you know many years ago, uh, I mean there was nothing I, I there was nobody I could talk to there was no information I could get that helped me establish what I needed for me as a, you know as a dad and as a, an ex husband you know going through that whole drama, but we've got Rob with us today so welcome Rob. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me back. Rob, before we go any further, we'll point people to the website again. That's parentsbeyondbreakup.com. And um, they have their own helpline too. Uh, jot this number down, one 800 That's one 800 and parentsbeyondbreakup.com. And we did say last week at the end of the show, if you go to the website, you'll see in one of the drop-downs, they have a separation checklist. And this is just some stuff that parents can go through really help them just to navigate the tricky and tense waters at times when things perhaps haven't gone according to plan. So Rob, we're going to have a look at the checklist this week. I mean, it's fairly straightforward, but I mean, as Des said, you know, we've all on this call gone through a, a marriage breakdown, sadly. And I don't know about you guys, but yes, we, we've probably done it alone for the most part uh, and not had someone come alongside us or certainly a checklist to go through to go, this is keeping me on track and helping me through this process. So we just want to say up front from Momentum, we think this is an incredible resource um, for everybody listening now who's going through this. So let, let's have a look at the separation checklist. I, I suppose the first thing is before we go into it, the, the setup, the idea of where did this actually come from? Because it's such a brilliant idea, just simple yet practical. Well, it is a practical response to the problem you get presented with week by week. Um, you've got guys presenting in trauma, it, at the very least highly stressed, mm. and you need to come up with some points to help them navigate from their current position of generally hopelessness into a position of hope. Uh, and that is, you know, that's when you cut it down to the bare roots, they're in a state of stress and hopelessness. Mm. So to give them a pathway out, is the obvious approach. So this has been developed over, I would say, the 23 years that that um, dads in distress and parents beyond breakup 
have been operating. Um, so it is just being contributed by not just one individual, but by many. Um, mm. So it's it's really a person-specific plan or approach. You can look at a lot of separation checklists online and they're very legally focused and this is person-focused. And what I love about this one is that it is you know geared to the individual. It's about bringing that person through their journey in a much better way. And, and the first one, the very first point you talk about in the checklist is there's hope. Talk, talk about that. That's my favorite subject. Yeah. <laughs> when I was doing my master's degree, it was during the time of um, COVID and every subject was about trauma. Yeah. Mm. And I privately started looking at the theology of hope and what really is involved in hope. I come from a business background and I always thought hope was just what you do when you buy a lotto ticket. <laughs> business was about planning it was not about luck it was about yeah. not hoping that something would come off it was doing stuff to make sure it come off so mm -hmm. hope was a concept that was not very much in my line mind so when i started going through the turmoil in my life hope was actually a discovery yeah mm -hmm. that there was hope for a better future and in some cases for those who believe in the lord there's you know the ultimate hope is in the lord through faith yeah. So hope is instrumental in a lot of things that I do with with my groups, not saying every group does it that way, but yeah, hope for a better future is really important. I, I think we can lose a lot of things in life, right? But I think when you lose hope, that's a that's the toughest part to be, right? Yeah. When you lose hope that things are going to improve or get better or that there is a hope of a better tomorrow or whatever, we can deal with a lot as humans and as people and as dads and men, but I think when you reach a point of hopelessness, then we're on a really slippery slope. Is that a fair call? Awesome, yeah, and it's hard work. It's that's not an automatic switch to get hope. You've got to work at it, um, and it's a, a day-in, day-out task. And what I do, there's, one, there's an analogy that I, I tell the, the uh, dads, and it's, I'm a water person, so, you know, surf and sailing and swimming and all sorts of things. Mm. And, and I liken it to swimming a really, really broad river and you're thrown in on one bank and you're told you've got to swim that river and on the other side you'll get out and you'll be okay. It's a, it's a river that's so broad you can't even see the other side. So that's the journey that these guys sometimes are, are facing. They don't know when it's going to finish, but they've got to condition themselves to get up every day and do the next thing, which is get out of bed and swim for that day. And along the way, you're going to get tired. So you need to put up your hand and get some help from somebody. And there's always somebody out there that will help yeah. in all sorts of ways, from professional to just having an ear to listen to. Mm. And then I I say that ultimately you'll see the, the other side um, and you'll pull yourself out, start toweling off, and you'll think, my goodness, that was a river I just swam it was a mighty river and i've got here i'm okay mm -hmm. and then the really great thing is that almost invariably at the end of the process of sorting all this mess out through separation the guys find themselves in new territory mm -hmm. on the other side of the bank and it's mm -hmm. always better than when it, on the other side of the bank yeah. so they've learned to experience what they don't want to get involved with again. And they also know the worst of what can happen mm. with potential partners. 
and invariably they make a better choice. Not always, Des, but mm. the second time around, and they enjoy happiness. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one of the things that I noticed on your website where it's talking about there's hope, there's some clear messages that I would love to read. The first one is stay calm. Do not panic and don't overreact. So often as men, you know, we blow a valve. We, we just, you know, wanted that frustration to get out and we let it out at our ex-partner, for example, and it destroys, you know, any sort of re- relationship that you may have had. So that's the first thing that's really good. Uh, the second thing is that you got to breathe, take time and assess carefully your next step. And that's a great piece of advice to men. You know, you may think it's urgent, but just take time and think about it. That's a real good rule for life mm. in itself. But uh, for guys who are going through this, that's really so cool. Yeah. The average duration of this separation turmoil, three, four years. Mm. And in some circumstances, I've got guys that – separated 12 years ago wow still going through trauma wow so sometimes that river is pretty pretty broad i mean i love that we've started there and we're lingering on that because again it is important um rob can i ask then just to i mean there's the points that you raised there were terrific but rob from a practical point of view for guys listening right now and they feel pretty hopeless right what can they some practical simple things that they can do right now to start feeling encouraged and like there is some hope again in their lives? Well, as I mentioned last week, one of the key things is to gain your own physical health again. Um, So often when you get depressed, exercising is the first thing that suffers. Mm -hmm. So get your blood flowing, get your mind free, do something that you enjoy doing. That'll create so much more space in your mind to handle the stress of the situation that you find yourself in. Mm. And then the other most, well, most logical step is to get help. And the help can come from any number of directions. I mentioned last week a doctor. The doctor can then be a channel to get to a psychologist or a counsellor, um, support groups like what like we offer. Um, doing it alone is possible, but not not preferable. <laughs> and I guess one of the good things, Rob, is that people can go through this situation and end up with a positive outcome. They're not all negative. They're not all life-destroying. Sorry. You know, if if you handle it right, you handle it slowly, methodically, you don't lose your temper. It gets your partner, your ex-partner offside, but you're gracious and so forth. You know, you can get a really successful outcome. Totally agree. Yep, I've had examples of that, the guys that have come through the whole process and they're enjoying life. Yeah. Uh, and it's a better life than they had before. Yes, mm. yes, indeed. One thing I find interesting in the checklist, and I'm going to skip down a, a couple and then we can come back at the second part of the show and maybe talk about some of the others, but start keeping a daily diary slash journal, which is something I've done for many years, not something that traditionally men do. But Rob, tell us about the importance and the benefits of doing this, particularly for dads going through a separation? Well, I think there's two obvious benefits. Writing down your thoughts and feelings uh, are an excellent way to understand and and own those th- feelings. So putting it down in writing, you can actually put your brain around what you're actually thinking yeah. and what the key elements are. And the second one is probably more of a legal issue, is that 
over a period of time of two or three years, um, you forget which month events happened in. So keeping that is really important for, um, well, the unfortunate realities if it gets to a court case or even if it's um, a mediation. Uh, Some of those job points in terms of when things happened are, are really important. Mm. Yeah, and sitting on top of that, I, I would imagine that we, as you get to the end of the process, you can look back at where you were and how you were feeling and the depression and the anxiety and so forth in your world. And and you look at yourself now coming out the other end, you say, wow, I've actually got through this. How blessed am I to be able to get through this other side? I still have a life. I still have my relationship with my kids or whatever it is. And, you, and you've got something to make that comparison, which is amazingly powerful. Yeah, actually, one of the tools that I, that we've developed in the groups, and it's actually to write a letter. It's to, to write a letter to the ex and mm. to think that, that that's going to be three letters. One is the first one to try and break the ice and get communications happening. Yeah. And a lot of the guys will say, and quite rightly, they don't get a response. Mm. And we say, doesn't matter. You've communicated yeah. and you've communicated in a very, very positive way. And you jot that down in your journal that I sent this letter and it was a really friendly, open and honest attempt to get communications happening. And, you know, nine times out of ten, the guys are right. They won't get a response. Mm -hmm. Then they write another letter and put down their next set, which is somewhat disappointed, the fact that they didn't get a response to their first letter. Mm. And then by the time they don't get any responses to those first two, the third one is, Unfortunately, we've got to go to court or we've got to go to mediation or we've got to do something positive about this Mm. because we're getting nowhere. But they have essentially a record of their integrity and their honesty to try and get things happening, which Mm. becomes an excellent tool. Either it achieves what what it's set out to do or it becomes uh, an exhibit in a discussion with a mediator or in, in the front of a court. So. Putting things down is very, very valuable. Rob, do you help guys with those sorts of letters and the wording of that? Because, I mean, that's a tricky space to to sit in. We want to word it well so that obviously then, it, A, it can't be used against us if it's not worded terribly well or we, we say things in there that could defame or set us up for a fall or be used against us. Do, do you help guys in that space so that they can write a well-worded letter? Uh, I would tend to not want to do that. Um, I'd rather it comes from them in their own their own approach. But the really interesting thing is that most guys have a, a woman in their life after separation. Mm. And in some cases, that woman is a brilliant sounding board. And so together they write the letter. Right. And so then they have a third party that is like the target market a woman that understands how women thinks writes the actual letter, <laughs> right. which is better than a guy going in guy language. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure where that goes. <laughs> I really don't know where that goes. One of the things that uh, that you talk about, and, and we have to talk about this too, and that is that it's quite easy for there to be false accusations made from both sides. And you know, clearly that is con- about control. It's also about uh, getting the upper hand in discussions. Talk to us about how, how you can overcome that. The simple answer is you really can't overcome that in the short term. Mm-hmm. Perjury is what it is, what it is. the court yeah. recognises it is perjury, and the court doesn't like perjury whatsoever. Mm. And 
feedback from high-level judges indicates that those that are involved in perjury and false allegations ultimately get found out. That doesn't help in the process. No. It hurts. Yeah. Um, but um, it's more a matter of being um, – I, I tell my guys to act as a man of integrity. What would a man in, of integrity do in this situation? Mm. Yeah. That's not lash out. That's not retaliate. That's not – create counterclaims it's to actually say they're false and move on so say they're false to whom to the partner or to those that you're talking to well generally the response is back to the partner yeah okay um, it could be the court or it could be a mediator but seriously they they find out that they're um they want a slippery slope and they treat them with disdain in mm-hmm. fact in in the UK it's now a criminal offence in the family law court to perjure yourself. Wow. And there's mm. pretty strict implications. That's, that's good. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about, and that is the kids who, of course, are affected by separation. We're going to take a short break and then come back and continue to look at the separation checklist. You can find this at the Parents Beyond Breakup website. That's parentsbeyondbreakup.com. Again, their helpline, 1300 853 437. Our special guest is Rob Hoyle from Parents Beyond Breakup. We're going to have a look at the second part of the separation checklist on the other side of this break. We'll be back soon. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right, well, you tune back into Momentum. Appreciate you sticking around. We're having an incredible couple of weeks with our special guest, Rob Hoyle from Parents Beyond Breakup. In fact, if you missed last week's show, I encourage you to go to the website, MomentumAustralia.org, and have a listen to that with regards to what they do and the Dads in Distress program in particular. Uh, their website, parentsbeyondbreakup.com. They have a helpline too, 1300 853 437. And we will, of course, just let you know about the Momentum Care Line once again, 1800 636. Couple of options there for you to reach out and get help. Do not do life on your own. Absolutely. Okay, you don't need to. You don't need to. There are people who care and they're at the end of those care lines. We'll give you the numbers again later in the show. But look, we are talking about something on the Parents Beyond Breakup website specifically this week, and it's the separation checklist. Just a really simple, practical tool that gives us men particularly uh, a guide, but I mean, both genders, but we're talking to guys particularly this week. Uh, Firstly, some hope, but then some direction around how to navigate the waters of separation. And of course, one of the trickiest things particularly as a parent, is the effect that this can have on our kids. So, Rob, let's speak into that space. Um, The best interests of the child or children, how can we as parents try and protect our kids from the fallout of a separation as best we can? Sadly, the reality is that a lot of dads are put in a position where their, their access to their children is either by the grace of mum which often isn't grace, or it's ultimately by some court order. Mm. So free and open access is in the initial stages of, of most separations, one of the major problem areas. And in fact, a lot of guys are in a situation of what we call parental alienation. Mm. There's deliberate attempts to prevent them making any contact with their children. And there becomes a continual battle in that circumstance. Can we explore that? Because, um, again, one would hope and think that obviously 
both parents can see the need for both parents to be involved with their children, right? So I suppose why is it then that the man seems to get cut off at times? Is it that the wife or the partner is just frustrated and agitated and one way we can hurt the man is to, to limit the excess? Is that primarily the main reason? Look, I've been debating that over recent days and, and it, it seems that they're trying to get the upper hand in a negotiation. They may not think it is an, a negotiation, but they think it's holding uh, the levers in a power play. But if they hold the children, they're likely to get more of what they want. Mm. And in some circumstances, it's outright um, trying to manipulate the best financial outcome in, in the situation. Uh, yeah, it's very, that's a cynical view, but um, it seems that the mother generally claims own ownership until it's proven to be in the best interest to share the, um, mm. the uh, parenting. And in some cases, it's, it's a practical thing too. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, sometimes, you know, you have a couple, maybe the husband is the main provider, so his ability to maintain the children is, is much, much more troublesome. And so it makes sense for the wife uh, to have custody of the kids, but that shouldn't limit access to the kids for the father or the husband. So it's a, it can be a real labor. And I think a lot of it is frustration. I think a lot of it is, you know, payback um, and so forth. It's, it's a real situation because the kids, I mean, it's the key thing is, you know, the, the kids should not hear the debates or the discussions or the all those sort of things. You know, they should still love both parents, um, and so it's a real, a real key issue. Mm. Yeah, it's it's totally logical looking at the si- situation from outside it, but when it's when you're in it, yeah, unfortunately, mm. it becomes a lever in a power play. Mm. Yeah, Rob. As far as then men who may find themselves at the end of that, and and it's genuinely unfair. Right, because I mean, in some circumstances, perhaps it is warranted. We won't go there, but let's just say that it—they feel like there's there's an unfairness to that situation. What what do they do, and what what are their rights regarding that? Well, in terms of the legal system, there are ways and means to actually create a scenario where an agreed uh, parental parental plan is is worked out between the two parties, mm. and that becomes a court order. And there's parental plans are always broken, but at least it's a point of departure, yeah, starting and point, yeah. something to work on. Are they generally done with a mediator, Rob? Uh, yeah, well, it can also be done through the court system, but a mediator is the preferred way to go. Mm. Um, and yeah, a lot of these parenting plans actually stay in place and they work for the benefit of both the mum and the dad and the children, but a lot of them. Yeah, they're discarded, unfortunately, and they fall into situations of parental alienation. And I'd add, too, that I've heard women, women have contacted me and they describe parental alienation from the men's side also. You know, unbelievably, some guys just walk away from their families, mm. don't want to have anything to do with their kids. Mm. You know, just so sad. So guys who guys who want to be invested into their children post-separation, right? And let's say that there there aren't at this stage any restrictions in that, there's a reasonable relationship with the ex. W- what are some important things to keep in mind then during those those times? And obviously the interactions with the ex and picking up and dropping off of kids, those sorts of things. Uh, 
I've got a dad that that is in a situation where he's got good relationships with his ex, but it still boils down to essentially being good at negotiating differences. Yeah. Um, and this guy is particularly good at at yielding to reasonable demands, and that works quite well. Um, so a degree of flexibility, um, not doggedness, a bit of give and take, um, and just good negotiation skills um, generally win out if you've got a partner that, that um, is able to do so. If a guy rings um, parents beyond breakup, Rob, um, and it, and this is a situation that they're going through, can you advise in that? Are you permitted to give advice around these sorts of things or would you say, hey, we, we can support you, but if you need advice and legal advice, you need to go to different Yeah, parties. it's the latter. We would generally try and refer to some somebody that's expert in that area, uh, and as I say, there are solicitors out there that have a heart for their clients, not just a heart for their their pockets, um, mm. and that they can do some great things. When it comes down to a breakdown, it needs to be either mediated or um, or go through the court process. Yeah, there are plenty of family counsellors around who, you know, can deal with those sort of issues. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It sort of leads to the, the next area of discussion, which is <clears throat> excuse me, managing expectations, emotions, and actions. And I, I think it's a really key one in terms of the separation, in terms of you know, how do we how do we set those expectations? How do we manage them once they're set in place? How do we deal with emotions? Because sometimes emotions are sort of running riot um, and, and actions can be strange too. So how do we manage that whole space? Well, what I this is a model that I counselled and um, in business a lot on, and it was basically an expectation satisfaction model. And if you can imagine, you have on one scale expectations, and on the other side satisfaction, and in the middle, what is available, i.e., mm. whether it be service, whether it be negotiation. If you start mm. on the left hand side with really high expectations and you only have a certain amount of deliverable, like the possibility of getting what you're likely to have is, say, in the middle, you're likely to come out dissatisfied because mm-hmm. you had two higher expectations of what was possible in the scenario. Mm-hmm. And conversely, if you go in with really low expectations, you'll end up, you might get more than you expected, so you're immensely happy. But the real challenge is to be balanced, to work out what the likelihood is of the outcome that you, you you're likely to expect. That's, that's um, a really good model. Mm. That that's that's really the bottom line success of McDonald's. When you think about it, their product isn't outstanding, but you get the same product wherever you go around Australia. So the chances of being totally dissatisfied by McDonald's is fairly low because you know what you're going to get. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Set the expectations really low is not necessarily the right answer. <laughs> I have to say, I'm I'm never disappointed with a double M M&M and M McFlurry with, with the hot chocolate sauce, but that's a different story. Um, look, I, I think I think that is so true. I think the the expectations, the emotions, actions, those sorts of things, and we we've talked about um, exercise. You know, that's been a great outlet. And as somebody who's been a gym junkie for over thirty years, I I would be lying if I said that the exercise 
and the routine of getting to the gym hasn't been uh, a place at times for me to get rid of frustration. I would be lying if that wasn't the case, but it's a safe place to go and burn off some stress and some frustration. We've talked about journaling before, which is great, and keeping a diary, keeping a, uh, a point of key moments and things that have happened, um, partly for recollection, but maybe legally as well. Um, and like you said there, managing expectations is a really practical thing to do um, and, and being aware of that. And I love the way that you just put that out there. That's such a simple, practical thing to do. We're going to wrap up in the few moments that we've got left. Um, there's a list of 10 rules of good um, ex-etiquette for co-parenting. And we're going to quickly run through these. Um, and the first is put, put children first. We've talked about that. Um, and not use children as pawns, all those sorts of things. Be mindful of that because, I mean, these are our kids. Um, ask for help if needed. We've talked about that and the fact that men generally don't tend to want to do that, but we're encouraging you to do that. Let, let's just waylay on number three a little bit. No bad-mouthing. Um, and this was certainly something particularly um, after my first marriage, we were very mindful of the kids not hearing us talk negatively about dad and trying to have that same respect back from him. Um, but I suppose just speaking to that space, because obviously that then puts the kids, if we're going to put the children first, if we do that, that can put the kids in a really tricky space because they just want to love the parents equally, right? But they're hearing us say these negative things. So just expand on that for us, Rob. Well, one of the things I, I that that's a common scenario. There's arguments, verbal arguments, but what I counsel uh, the dads is to come up with what's called the rock strategy and you can't communicate with the rock. So if you're being baited or triggered in a, in an argument, the best way is to go back and say, I'm sorry, you feel that way. Mm -hmm. There's virtually no counter to that. And if you keep on holding that position is that, okay, that's, that's your point of view. I'm sorry you feel that way, but that's not reality, mm. but leave it at that. Mm. You're not going to win every every argument. It's about winning the long term battle, not not winning each argument. Mm. Yeah, and it's also a case of not having any sort of those sort of discussions in front of the kids. You know, you have those conversations yeah. in a separate room or where the kids can't hear or the kids aren't involved because they shouldn't be subject to those sort of things. Mm. And in the modern world, um, SMSs are just so dangerous. Yeah. Mm. They can be intercepted by kids, um, yes. and that's that's horrible. Mm. But you know, I counsel the the guys not to SMS past nine o'clock at night, yes. and don't respond and have more than mm. one response to each provocative SMS. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, it's it's fruitless. That's really really good advice. Yeah, As really is the advice. next one, which is biological parents make the rules, step parents uphold them, and I'd never heard that before. But it's actually really really true and effective. Number five, don't be spiteful. Number six, don't hold grudges. Uh, number seven, use empathy when problem solving. Number eight, which sounds straightforward, but it's not. Be honest and straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> can you speak into that, Rob? I mean, I mean, honesty is one thing. We can kind of get an understanding of that. But straightforward. Um, in, in a time of our lives when anything may seem far from being straightforward. I just call it the... The integrity test. I just say, you want to be a man of integrity. What would a man of integrity do in this mm. situation? Mm. And sometimes some guys don't actually know what you're talking about. But once you explain what integrity is, mm. they can see it and that's what they try and do. Yeah. They try and distance themselves from uh, the argy-bargy of argument. Mm. 
all the preceding ones, being a man of integrity, won't be spiteful, won't hold grudges, mm. won't bad mouth. And it, it, it's a an aim. Yes, yes. anybody can achieve it. <laughs> I was just about to say, easy to say, very difficult to yeah, do at exactly. times. Um, that leads us into number nine, though, especially with the integrity. Respect each other's turfs. Just expand on that for us. Well, unfortunately, when you're in a parental alienation scenario where a lot of these guys are, um, their turf is not being respected. So it's a matter of perseverance. And I've got one guy and he has consciously taken a, a, a position where, that he believes his estranged daughter will ultimately get back to him. You know, he, he's being as patient as he can. He knows, he knows that he's not going to get short-term um, relationship back. And he knows that once she gets to 13, 14, there's a high chance that he'll get he, access to his daughter again. Wow. Um, so patience is one of the things that, that um, helps some actually get through that process. And that's, mm. I think that's a real powerful one for, for especially dads with daughters and, and with sons, but daughters, I guess, in particular, is that, you know, the, the, the long term can be actually quite rosy. And, and kids ultimately see, if you show them respect and are honest and open about your dealings, the kids will see that and they'll respect that and you will be able to rebuild mm. that relationship mm. over time. I think that's so, yeah. so important. I think yeah. con consistency is is mm. key in all yeah. of this. Like you're saying, Des, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you stay consistent with your actions with the kids, yeah. um, whether it's that the truth comes out or they just just see that you are being consistent with your love and your intentions towards them, yeah, they'll see that. Number ten is, a, of course, an important one to wrap up on: compromise wherever possible. And um, man, there's been so much in the last couple of weeks. Um, that was the separation checklist, by the way, that we've gone through this week from Parents Beyond Breakup. ParentsBeyondBreakup.com is their website. Our special guest has been Rob Hall from Parents Beyond Breakup. Rob, there's been so much in the last couple of shows and we thank you for helping us even discuss some of that, get some of that out, help us get some clarity yeah. around what you guys deal with and uh, hopefully as well, most importantly, help the men listening who might be going through something like this find some hope and some encouragement through what you do. Again, the website, parentsbeyondbreakup.com, the helpline, 1300-853-437. And as we wrap up the show, MomentumAustralia.org, our website, encourage you to check out last week's show as well. And again, if you need to have a confidential chat with someone, 1-800-000-636 is the number, 1-800-000-636. Days. Yeah, absolutely. It's been wonderful having you, Rob. It's uh, it's great to get that insight into this whole area of uh, of, of what you guys do with dads in distress. And, and so we thank you for that. Thank you for your time. Thanks very much for the opportunity. Uh, and just remind guys who may want to lead a group, please get in touch with parentsbeyondbreakup.com and, and have a conversation and start the process of becoming a uh, facilitator. That'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. And just a final word of encouragement, guys, as we've said before, a final word of encouragement, just um, please do not do this journey on your own. In fact, please do not do life on your own. Um, you know, we, we all on this call have done parts of our season on our own and we can tell you life is much better when we're connected. So get connected, whether that's parentsbeyondbreakup.com, the helpline, 1-300-853-437, or you want to reach out to us at Momentum, momentumaustralia.org. Our heart is for you to get connected as we do life together. That's it for this week's show. We'll catch you next week right here on Momentum. Until then, you take care. God bless. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, 
go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.